Coaching. This is a show that is normally about personal and professional development, business, and leadership, all from a coach's point of view. However, we have been doing a limited series here. And I know earlier I said, oh, we were coming to the close. Well, surprise, surprise. Diana was like, wait, why are you trying to wrap up the show early? And we had talked about it. We had um, initially a 12 episode run lined out, but I was in denial. She was in denial. She's like, (laughs) it's not enough. And we've been talking with so many awesome people um, that all have resonated with the reluctant entrepreneur. And we've been bringing people to share their stories. So again, the reluctant entrepreneur, which is our flavor of business, we're going to keep going. And now who knows how long this, uh, this train's going to ride. Yes, but we're very excited for number 12. We're on episode. Yes. Episode number 12. So this is not the end, but, um, I here, I don't want to steal the thunder unless I can introduce him, Jason. Of course, of course you can. You can introduce our virtual guest. Today. <laughs> okay. So I'm very excited. I'm going to let, I'm going to let him speak for himself. Uh, but very excited to have Michael Tucker here today, uh, to talk about his entrepreneurial journey and um, we met through University of Texas at Dallas and just so thankful for his energy and his presence and the work he does out there for entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders and coaches um, of all walks of life, but specifically as well for people of color. Um, also, having served in the military, thank you so much for your service. Just so thankful for the presence and the work that you've done and really excited to have you here today. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for that warm introduction. And um, this definitely has been a long time coming. Um, when I was at the UT uh, Dallas program, uh, you were one of the instructors that really stood out to me, Diana, um, because uh, of your direct no BS, take no prisoner style about this industry. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way in any sense, but I think sometimes when people talk about the coaching industry, specifically coaches, um, there's kind of this uh, kumbaya, which is good, but it sometimes leaves out the, the hard truth. And you always came with the hard truth and it was real and it was in your face and it was beautiful and I loved it. And I, and I, said, I, I said to myself that when I start mentoring new coaches, which I have, I was going to be just like that. And so- that's something that I've taken from you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. What an honor. And congratulations, PCC, because you are now eligible to be mentoring both officially and unofficially. I'm sure you've done it in so many walks of your life, but also really excited to be a part of this chapter. Yeah, thank you. And um, Jason, speaking of PCC, is there anything you want to share with our listeners? Oh, I have. Well, you know, I haven't put on LinkedIn, so it's not real. <laughs> but yeah, I recently got my PCC as well. So, uh, Michael and I will be doing little air high fives, right? Fellow PCCs. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Upgraded. We've just upgraded the whole podcast. There we go. There you go. So excellent. So uh, tell me a little bit about it. So I understand how you ran into Diana and collided into our world as we all have. So, but talk to me today a little bit about what you've heard so far with the lecture entrepreneur and how this kind of relates to your journey. I mean, you shared a little bit about, Hey, you really like the no BS approach to the coaching industry, which we've talked about before. Coaching tends to lead either to like all about the, the life changing miracles you do and then nothing on the business or all about the business side and nothing about the, the quality of actual coaching. Um, and that's something that Hawthorne Union, we've always tried to, to, to walk that line in the middle. But it sounds like 
that the reluctant entrepreneur is something that relates to you. So where are we going to begin? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, when it comes to coaching, I would definitely say that I fall into the reluctant, uh, I won't say entrepreneur, I'll say reluctant coach. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't really consider coaching until after um, the transition of my mother in 2014. Um, prior to that, I was running a marketing company and um, I was doing well. I mean, we we got in right at the beginning of the social media craze and we're just riding that train. And and um, eventually when my mom passed, you know, the wheels fell off of that thing. And um, I wanted to do something a little bit more heart heartfelt. Um, but I've always loved business. Um, and, uh, it's just something that's, that's always been there for me. But when I, when I got this kind of call to come to coaching, and I think that, um, it is a calling, um, my first response was absolutely no way. That was my first response. No, not. I had no idea. (laughs) You're such a natural (laughs) and I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, and yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you why I said no, um, because at the time um, I had this, you know, nice setup, a nice office downtown. And um, and occasionally I would get life coaches who came in and who were looking to, you know, barter or trade or get free services or these kinds of things. And I'm thinking to myself, well, not that that's a bad thing, but I didn't I didn't I don't want to move out of something successful into something that's not successful for me. And so I was very, very reluctant, but um, my curiosity took took over. And this is this is a thing that um, if if you're like me and you're getting this call and you know this is your call, this is a thing that really helped me through it. Um, yes, there are people that are not at the top of their game in this in this space, and and growth is definitely something that happens over time. However, there are plenty of people that are doing well, and you should find them and learn from them. And that's what I did. So I don't even know if they even answered your question, Jason, at all, but there, that's, that's what you got right now. So <laughs> that's, that's what we got. So you had a successful marketing company that changed with a big, big disruption in your life. And obviously my condolences as well. What was going on when you were coming back to work and you're seeing these life coaches that made you say, Ooh, I want to do or don't want to do that. Mm. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think the biggest thing was um, the lack of confidence. It was the lack of confidence and then the lack of um, this sense of value. Not that they, they had something valuable. They all did, but they didn't really believe that they had something valuable. And so me being new to, you know, newly exposed to that, it, it made me uncomfortable because they were uncomfortable. And that was why I said no. I love that perspective. You know, it's so funny. I'm so immersed in the reluctant entrepreneur and how that shaped my journey. I never even thought about the reluctant coach. <laughs> That's a really good perspective. So what helped you make that change? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing that helped me make the change was, um, like I said, curiosity first and foremost. And I just started... Um, I said to myself, I said, okay, there's somebody who's the best in every industry. I want to find the best in the coaching space. And so um, I didn't even know how to quantify what that was. Um, and so um, somehow or another, I ended up on a um, Mind Valley 
site and started listening to this guy, Rich Litvin, bought one of his courses. And I just loved, I loved him and his energy and how he was being with clients. And I fell in love with that. And so um, I just started watching everything he had. And I started finding other coaches who I really resonated with and started. Um, I just, I, you know how, how some coaches and athletes, they study game film. I was studying game film of coaching for probably about five years. I was, I was just oh, wow. studying the game. And this is before, you know, I did the whole credentialing process, but after I felt that I could reasonably do it, I started asking people for money. And then in 2020, I decided that I wanted to take it to the next level and really master my craft. And so that's when I um, enrolled in UT Dallas. So, I mean, that's beautiful for so many reasons, but I think one of the things we talked about in one of the episodes you might have listened to was, you know, what if reluctance actually just makes us more careful and study <laughs> more. And I think your sometimes the reluctance just means that when you step in and as you step in, that perhaps it's now's the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that reluctance at the time, um, it felt like in, in, uh, indecisiveness, um, even though I was doing all those things. Um, but to your point, I just wanted to make sure that I was powerfully serving the people that were in front of me and not just um, asking people for something and not seeing an outcome or them not experiencing a transformational experience as a result of being in my presence. I just, I couldn't live with myself if that was the case. And so um, I think it was just that commitment to integrity that, that pushed me. So Michael, when did you decide, right? Cause you had the marketing and was this like an overnight switch where you're like, okay, that's it. We're in, we're watching the YouTube videos. We're getting the books. We're taking the e-courses or was it kind of like a slow, like mixing board fader from one to the other? I mean, when did you finally decide to go from just kind of perusing the videos to deciding like, no, 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 this is something that I want to try. Yeah, it was do. it was definitely a slow mixing board fade kind of a thing. But it, it was interesting because now this was so it was actually it was kind of both. If I think about it, because on one hand, it was, hey, I'm not taking any more marketing clients. I'm done. Then there was this, hey, I'm grieving period. Because I just lost my mom and then it's like, OK, so now. I get this call and I'm curious about it. And so I kind of just walked into it. So from about 24, it, it, in that path, that, that, that phase went from about 2014 to 2015. So 2015, that's when I really got serious about it and started, um, you know, uh, taking it very seriously. And how did it go at first? I mean, was it just this huge rocket ship to nope. success and here you are to bestow the life lessons on us? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't because... To be honest with you, um, there was, again, the same thing that turned me off from um, from coaches initially was the thing that I struggled with, was the belief in myself. Are people going to buy this? I mean, is this legitimate? I mean, like, am, am I a fraud kind of a thing? So um, I struggle with those same things. And, he, and here's, here's the beauty of it all. Um, judge not, least you be judged. Right? 
So the same measure that I was judging others by was the same measures I was judging myself by. And I had all, I had eventually let that go. And, and it was, uh, I think it was after I started taking on some clients and I started to see results that really helped build my confidence that really helped build my confidence. So I just, I did it. I did it. And, um, I know sometimes we like to, um, uh, what what I I always call it uh, getting ready to get ready. Sometimes we get we like to get ready to get ready and wait and hope the right thing will come. But no, I just I just did it. And and um to and in some way I would also say that I was I was familiar and comfortable with business, but not comfortable with this. And so I just was more like ignorance on fire. And I just did it. And people trusted me with their lives. And um, I felt good with that. Wow. So I think that's a, it's a fascinating perspective to, to, you you know, it's, it's the use what you have, do what you can, where you are. I'm butchering that, (laughs) but, but essentially while you were learning about coaching, leveraging the business and also the marketing side, which I know is so challenging for people. So you chose a theme today. And so I'm curious for you to speak to a little bit about that theme and kind of what speaks to you just as you look at your career trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. So the theme that I chose today was evolution um, because I've had to reinvent myself so many times. Um, When we started this story, we started at, um, I guess you could say a second or third major evolution, but um, my first evolution was from uh, the military into business um, I was an Air Force officer. I, I served for four years. And um, after that fourth year, the Air Force decided that they wanted to downsize. And so that was a rude awakening for me because I figured, man, how do you get fired from the government? I mean, like, how does that even work? People, the military, let alone, you know, so um, and so I had a lot of. Um, There was a lot of disappointment there. There was a lot of disappointment there. There was disappointment in myself. I blamed it on myself. Oh, maybe there was something I could have done differently. Um, There was nothing I could have done differently. Um, Maybe, you know, whatever. And so I took it really, really hard. And that led me to this kind of how I entered business, how I evolved into it was through um, fear and, um, just looking for an opportunity. I was afraid, right? So if I can't, if I can't trust the air force, if I can't trust the government to take, you know, to keep their word to me, like, can I go out here and trust one of these other fortune 500 companies? Are you kidding me? No way. So I, that made me depend on me. And, um, that's how I, you know, ended up in, uh, <laughs> I ended up in a network marketing. So there we go. That was an evolution. That evolution lasted a couple of years. It went down in a bunch of flames. Um, but it, it opened the doorway to, to my marketing company because I had spent so much money and failed so many ways that I didn't want anybody else to experience what I had experienced. And so that's why I started the social media marketing company. And then of course, you know, my mom passing and then coaching. So I've constantly been evolving and I'm still evolving. If, if you and I have this conversation a year from now and I haven't evolved 
in some other unique way, that would be surprising to me. And I, I think that if we, whether, whether you're doing coaching or whether you're doing anything, if you, if you think that you're going to just stay the same, I would, I would really encourage you to, to just reconsider that because when we stay the same, we don't really grow and it's uncomfortable and it's hard. Yeah. And who are we to ask our clients to grow if we don't do it? Exactly. So any evolutions on your wish list when we have you back in July of 2023? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, wow. A couple of big evolutions. So I've done a fair amount of contract coaching, which has been awesome um, to include a fair amount of coaching on some government contracts. And so what evolution looks like for me is instead of being the sub, being the prime um, in, in these uh, government engagements and some others as well. Um, by then, you're going to see a team with some of the best coaches in the world on it. And um, gosh, who knows? I might be in another country by then. You never know. Ooh, which one? <laughs> Like what's your top, top, three top, top three. Well, I've got one right now. Um, I'm looking at Costa Rica. I'm looking at Costa Rica right now. Um, nice. So maybe they're some of my favorite coffee. Is that right? Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe then uh, I'll bring you a cup uh, and you come down to visit. Hey, business trip. There, yeah. <laughs> Offside. Business trip. Yeah. So, Michael, so tell me, as you were going through these, and you've kind of sectioned it off, right? You kind of had this military and then kind of this mourning period and then this marketing company, which was an evolution of what you experienced and then a personal tragedy and now coaching. And and when you were going through these events, did you have the same type of lens on it that you do now? Because it seems that when people are going through these things, like you said, like, well, you know, people can, can't expect things to stay the same, but logically that makes sense. But while you're going through, it's like, why can't it be easy? Why can't I just do this? And you have such a, a good viewpoint on it. Was it, was it always like that or, you know, I, I, I think during those times there were a lot of emotional ups and downs. I don't think, I know there were a lot of emotional ups and downs. I thought, um, I just, there was a period of time I thought that I was going to be lost for a long time. <laughs> That's right. You know, and I would say things like, oh, I'm just finding myself right now. And myself was never lost. I was there all along. And so what there, that what there was for me to do is to just be present with everything that I was feeling and experiencing and allow the layers to, to come off in their own time. And that's the thing, because Um, sometimes when we are in transition, there's usually something dramatic that causes that transition. And instead of being with the process of transition, we want to speed it along. We want to speed past the emotions. Um, you know, if we're, if we're spiritual, we want a spiritual bypass. We want to like, you know, get the law of attraction working, you know, so we're not where we are, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing. Um, but, um, I would, I would say that I, I don't think anyone can relate to what you just said. No. <laughs> I'm just like, mm. as a friend of mine would say, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. So it's really just, it's about being 
it's being where you are and allowing things to unfold and not trying to force anything. And then when you're getting, when I think something that I've, I've developed this um, strength at is when I get these intuitive hits, I move on them really quickly. And so once I got that hit, boom, I moved and um, these good things started happening. And so that's something that's always really good to cultivate. Yeah, when I think about evolution, I can relate a little bit on some of my own journey, which is thinking of these slow transitions with career. And uh, I'm sure Diana won't remember her telling me this because she just spouts off all this stuff that I'm sure that you've experienced, Michael. But she told me that evolution, while it's really necessary and it can be slower than we'd like, there was no guarantee that I was ever going to be pain free. Mm -hmm. But that's part of the ingredients that makes it so monumental when you're doing reflection. So um, I'm interested in it. And now that you've kind of explained your story and how you got to, to today, what is it that you would like people that are listening to, to maybe know if they're going through their own evolution? Right. Well, so first and foremost, evolution is a natural part of life. It's natural for you to shift in and out of different phases and it's okay to feel crappy about it. That's just life. And so during those times, um, something that I had to learn to do is to just be patient with myself and be kind with myself through that process and to just love myself forward. And that's a big thing. So that's, that's what I would say is really just love yourself forward. And while you're in this uh, process of experiencing and sensing and feeling, remain open to the possibility that something amazing is uncovering and unfolding itself for you. What's something you wish you knew or you wish you had back then? Like if you could travel back in time. Honestly, I wish I had known myself a little more sooner and what was really there for me sooner. And, you know, I wrestle with this sometimes because when I even go down that thought, it's like, well, if I, if I had known myself, then I probably wouldn't have gone down the rabbit hole that I went down. But um, that, is, that is something that's still there. There's, you, you know how there's some young people, they know, hey, I'm going to be a doctor and that's their thing. And they're clear about it. I didn't have that. I didn't. And so when I think about the strides that I've made now and what, how they could have been different or where I'd be now if I had taken, a, taken this journey a little sooner because I was able to hear what was going on inside a little more effectively, things would have you know, been a little different then. So... Um, there's that, there's that kind of, Hey, I wish this was a little bit different, but looking back on it, knowing what I know now, I have to be honest with myself and say, Hey, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It is what it is. And the, the best thing that I can do is make the best right now, because I still have a hundred percent of the rest of my life. And that's, that's the beauty. I still have 100% of the rest of my life. I love that. 
So you're in a unique position. You know, you've had this growth, you've evolved yourself, you see the merit of the scrapes and the bruises, the I wish I was a little bit taller, <laughs> right? That's right? Like you know, as you continue to evolve. But I'm curious for people out there, whether they're entrepreneurs or coaches, from a marketing perspective, like what what do you even recommend if someone's not sure about their journey? How should they market that? You know, um, oh, that's such a good question. Um, and here's where I landed with it. Stay open. Everybody tries to tell you to niche. No, don't niche. Just stay open. And watch what comes to you. And see what you get excited about and what you don't get excited about. And allow that to, to guide your coaching journey. And if, if that uh, coaching journey leads to down some downs to, if it leads to a, a niched way of coaching or niched way of showing up, then great. Do that. But don't put so much pressure on yourself. Are there any downsides to trying to be that open or that broad? I mean, obviously I have to say some, some probably from a marketing perspective, it's hard to market, but like I can help everyone and do everything. Yeah, that's so... <laughs> That's good, Jason. Um, yes, there are some downsides. And the downside is you're going to do that for a while and you get to be okay with that if that's a downside. And, and you, you may, what I, what I always um, tell um, the, the, new coach, the, the new coaches that I get a chance to mentor, don't think so much about the money. Don't think so much about, you know, being the best, you know, coach in the world, just powerfully serve the person that's in front of you. And I don't really care how they get there. Just pour your heart and your soul into that other human being. And when you do that, everything else will take care of itself. Anything you want to ask us. Yes. Oh, here we go. Okay. Uh -oh. Yeah. So I am so inspired by Hawthorne Union. I'm so inspired by the work that you all are doing. I can't help but ask what's next for you all. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take a crack at that. So what's interesting, we're growing in some fascinating ways. Um, we, we didn't niche, which is fascinating to see kind of the, the client portfolio we have and, and a lot of fun. Um, like Michael said, I've transitioned out of contract coaching, which I'm very thankful for. And if people, if there's coaches out there that want to know what that is, um, there is a resource on Hawthorne Union's resource page that has a bunch of companies and there's a lot out there, um, in addition that aren't even on that, that list. Um, but transitioning from being the secondary into the primary. So that's been exciting. And then now for myself, it's kind of transitioning more into a kind of sales and, and management role, which is interesting because um, as we know from other people we had on the show, that was, I was a reluctant salesperson for sure. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's interesting though, to me to see some of actually the reluctance seems to be sometimes just part of my learning. Um, but as we, as referrals come in, it's exciting to see kind of how we grow and expand and, I think it'll be interesting to see from there's two major parts of the business. There's the kind of coach training perspective. And then there's also the working directly with clients. And the working directly with clients has always been 
the primary part of the business, but the training coaches is what started the business in the first place. So leaning into a little bit more of marketing actually for that to see if we can generate some more activity related to kind of coach education and coach classes and see where that might go. So um, I'm definitely excited about the trajectory. It's kind of fascinating to watch. What I'll say, speaking of evolution, it's interesting to watch the evolution of the business, the evolution of the clients, the, inv- the evolution of, of myself as well. Um, it's There's no map, right? <laughs> like in the corporate environment, it's like, okay, so this many years and here's the skills and here's how often you have a performance plan, etc. But, you know, it's interesting to just be kind of off grid and be like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, whatever we want. <laughs> so um, that's, that's kind of where Hawthorne Union's headed. Jason, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that. I can spitball a few things here. I mean, this, this series of the podcast really came about because we've wanted to collectively put forward our knowledge. And it's always been very, very um, servicing, very perfunctory needs, right? I mean, Diana's first book that her and I worked together, listen, was because she just was tired of repeating herself. And I was like, okay. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I don't like telling people what to do, especially over and over again. And that was that was really the the style that we ended up writing that book was more of like how we like to learn, which is like we're not a person that's just going to sit down for four hours and pour over a book. We really like having these like impactful moments and then letting that kind of feed into the day. And the same thing with the reluctant entrepreneur is really about capturing kind of how people learn and stumble through this and the the way that we can do that. Well, it's you know, there's so many good resources out there for how to be an entrepreneur, but when you're still kind of deciding, it's more about like the tactical things to do instead of like what you talked about, which is learning about yourself and your place and how opening a business impacts your identity and the life, right? And it's not the Instagram, the very, very polished social media version of that. And we've we've talked several episodes about when you even read uh, retrospectives about companies that were successful. They're like, yeah, you know, we, we struggled with this, we struggled with that, but now we're successful today. Well, sure, you're reading about it after they've done that. So, but what is it like to actually go through that where you're not sure if you're going to make it? And that's what we wanted to capture when I think about what's next around the corner is, you know, coaching really hasn't in, in, in terms of evolution, that's been getting me thinking about what does evolution for coaching look like? It's relatively stayed the same for a long time with the exception of the ICF revising the, the, um, the core competencies, the codes, right? the core competencies. I got Sorry, you. I was like, no, I got you. It was a test. I passed. <laughs> I'm like terrible it's with all this. Good. I'm always like no. MCC. What does that stand for again? I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's, yeah, it's awful. But <laughs> other than that, there hasn't been a whole lot of innovation in coaching. It's relatively stayed the same for a long time. It's just become really, really popular in the last five to 10 years. So I'm be interested to see on how we can take all these bits and pieces and apply it to what the next evolution of coaching yeah. looks like. I don't know what that is yet, but I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you talk about the evolution of coaching and one of the ways that it is changing is, and you, you referenced this earlier, Diana, it's, it is, uh, it is becoming a lot more colorful. You're seeing a lot more diversity in the space. Um, and thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Well, and here's the thing. The workforce uh, leaders, the color of leaders and their identities and ideas, they're, they're shifting. 
And so um, this uh, organization, I'm wearing a hat here. It says uh, Coaching for Everyone. So coachingforeveryone.org is a great organization that is really developing uh, coaches um, with diverse backgrounds and bringing them to the conversation. I'm one of the founding members. And um, the work that this organization has done, I mean, is just, I mean, I, I, in 2020, no, 2021, uh, we set an uh, objective to uh, train 100 BIPOC coaches, and we did that. Um, and, um, and they've got, the organization's got some other, uh, goals. So shout out to, uh, to, uh, Dr. Victor McGuire. This is, uh, his, his brain child, but he has just brought some incredible souls along with him that of, of, of all shades and varieties to really help, uh, celebrate, uh, the diversity that we are as people. And um, and to introduce that to the world of coaching so that the clients can have a choice um, when they decide that they they want to experience coaching. How has that journey been? You know, I mean, we, we come from and we get our credential from the International Coach Federation. So people may automatically assume, well, oh, it's, it's got to be worldwide, right? It's got to be multicultural. But without that intentional work, like it sounds like what y'all are doing. Yeah. It may not be the case. Yeah. So let me tell you, Jason, that's a whole other show. Um, <laughs> but here, here's what I will say. What I will say um, is one of the things that I noticed with UT Dallas, our program was very diverse in terms of students. What was not very diverse was the, the staff, the curriculum, um, the experiences, right? So there, there was, there was one perspective through which you could, you know, have an experience. And so, um, what I see shifting, um, and, and that was a conversation that I had with the leadership there. Um, and it wasn't easy, but, you know, to their credit, they've started to take, and, and to your credit, Diana, the, the class, mm-hmm. you, changes have been made. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were, you were of all of the, you know, and this is not to bash them. It's just, hey, it's changing. It's evolving. They're evolving. Um, I, I think your class, you, you, you had a class on, you know, diversity and leadership and these kinds of things. And so that was that was innovative, you know, for that moment in history. Um, but it's it's becoming more of the thing. And, and I will tell you, um, Jason, that journey has been a um, it is a journey of growth. Um, and it's a journey of evolution for me. Um, and, and I will tell you that the biggest, if there's anything that I would, would say about that journey, and, and that is this, I don't care who you are and I don't care what color you are. Um, we were all affected in some way, shape or form by the history of, uh, you know, of our forefathers and foremothers. And it is important that we own that we have been impacted and affected in some way. And it impacts how we see and relate to others and how we see and relate to ourselves. And so it's important to do whatever inner work around healing that will allow you to be free of that. So you can simply be a clearing and space for transformation because you will not be that if you're still in that past hurt and pain. And that goes for anybody, all races, all colors, all backgrounds. That was expertly summarized. And when you're ready to have that full show, we're coming back on. Let's do we're it. doing it. So I'm curious, 
I've heard a lot as you talk about evolution, what I equate with looking in the mirror, right? Looking at yourself and looking at your life and, and determining kind of how you can impact others in your own growth. If you had like, what else is in your evolutionary toolkit when you think about your own evolution or what you recommend for others? I think the big thing right now that's in my toolkit is, um, if I can even say that, <laughs> is nature. Yeah. So um, I'm spending a lot of time uh, in nature. I enrolled into a um, bioregional herbalism program. Um, and I thought that I was just going to like look at plants and learn about medicine making or something. And it this whole thing has shifted my world. It's given me a different sense of what nature um, is to include myself and that I am not separate from nature. We are one and the same. And there are other life forms, plants, animals that we can learn from that teach us if we're open to that wisdom. And so a big part of, I guess, the environment that the t- the various tools, if you will, sits in is it, it's in that, na- that natural environment um, for me. And so I would really encourage folks, um, go for a hike, go for a walk, camp, get out of the the four walls that um, someone told, you know, a bunch of people a long time ago was a good idea to live inside of. Yeah. Well, I've learned something. I mean, what, do you, what did you call that? It didn't seem like just a merit badge you're getting over the weekend going on. Yeah. What was yeah it it's a, Bio- it's a bioregional herbalism program. Uh, shout out to uh, John Slatterly. Um, uh, he's written a couple of books on bioregional herbalism. Um, and here's the other thing too. I will tell you um, if you, if you really want to up your game um, in terms of listening as a coach, go out and sit and listen to a plant that will up your game big time. That's going to rock farmers markets across the world. <laughs> That's a whole what. new level. of listening. <laughs> It is. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though, what evolved. I don't know if it's the same program, but one of my clients did essentially kind of an urban farming and it was specifically focused on, queer, people of color, you know, other kind of diversity components. So I, I'm not sure if it was the same thing or, or something different, but you know, it's, it's fascinating to see these feeding these other parts of us. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I mean, I would say, you know, I think the other thing too, you talk about toolbox, I would say uh, something that's important is as, as you grow and you evolve, I think there's a, there's a time for, for learning for oneself, but then there's also a time for sharing that knowledge and so I feel like that's been a part of um, my my growth and evolution. Um, I've started teaching, um, and I do a fair amount of mentoring. And it's just, you know, it's just it's just a part of the journey, and it feels good. It's natural. Well, Michael, we're really grateful to have you on the show and teach us a thing or two. This has been awesome. Yeah, well, this has been a long time coming. Yes. <laughs> And I'm so excited that I got it, that the time finally arrived and we got to all be here together. We're glad to have you. Absolutely. Here you are. Any final parting thoughts before we wrap up for today? Final thoughts. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Because if you don't do that, you won't be able to love anyone else. And, and you'll be missing out on the best part of coaching. So love yourself. All right. Wise words. Maybe you could put that on a t-shirt or something. I mean, that's uh, 
That's a good phrase to end on. Love yourself. Michael, where can people find out more about you and the work? Yeah, absolutely. So they can definitely find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm Michael Tucker. Uh, they do the whole LinkedIn.com slash and slash. You can find it me under Mr. Michael Tucker. You can find me on Instagram at uh, Mr. Michael Tucker and uh, at uh, TuckerCoaching.net. So I'm always happy to connect and answer any questions folks have or support or whatever. So I'm here. And you can find Diana and I on also on the halls of LinkedIn. We're also on HawthorneUnion.com. We'll have links to a lot of the things that we've referenced here today in the show notes. Thanks everyone for tuning in and until next time.